Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. A little bit of technical difficulties. We're getting started a little bit later than normal, but thank you for hanging patient for those of you on the live stream. For those of you listening on the podcast, you won't even realize any of this was happening. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. One, two, Godoy. He's found a great ball in it. Volts in plenty of time. He smashes it home and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas in a Volson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton finishes. It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. Ball taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how is it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i'm your host ray samora and i am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club Joining me as he does each and every episode, bringing some crickets along to hang out with us. It's Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are things going for you? They're going. Um, you know, Orange County finally plays again this week, so my life has some meaning again. Um, I had to endure 12 days, or I, by Friday, will have endured 12 days without any meaning in my life. So I am very, very ready. Very ready. Very ready for Orange County Soccer Club. So uh, I am too. It was weird having a week off without the matches. Um, joining us also, even a longer time away from us. He wasn't here this last episode as he was busy hanging out with some kids in the mountains. Or no, he said it wasn't in the mountains, I think. Uh, but that is Alan down in San Diego. Alan, how are you doing? Great. I am super stoked to be able to be back and talk some Orange County Soccer. It has been a minute. I know Dylan was talking about 12 days. I feel like it's been forever on top of that um and i am still riding the high from the last game i was able to attend in reno so i'm still trying to bring that positive energy from that game so i'm excited and stoked to be here (laughs) and for any of our listeners that uh weren't listening or didn't listen to the last episode and don't know where you were what were you doing uh, that was so important that you couldn't hang with us to chat uh, soccer i was uh teaching teaching band camp oh and this one time at band camp yes except not in the mountains and we're gonna get a dmca notice (laughs) i still hate you you know um it's so small it's so small it was uh yeah it was really a it's really fun it's like a pretty intensive week it's like hell week in sports but with band and i only have to go half the time and i only have to teach music so I don't have to worry about like the marching part. I just teach music and uh, it's pretty fun. Original compositions of a buddy of mine. And so it's, uh, it's fun. Get to spend time with my wife. So all that. That's cool. You need to uh, throw in a hidden chant from Orange County into your, your performance there uh, on the field. 
I'll work on it. <laughs> well, we got some stuff to talk about. There was no match this past weekend, so we have no match to recap, which uh, makes things a little bit less crowded here so we could spend more time maybe focusing on what's coming up and then all the hijinks and hilarious stuff that we love to talk about on this show. Uh, so we will definitely get into all that, plus whatever other soccer stuff Dylan or Alan or myself can think of, uh, potential karaoke uh, alarm for a meetup this weekend. If anyone's interested, if you follow us on social media, you've already sort of maybe seen what we're thinking. Uh, so yeah, fun stuff. Are we all ready? Ready. Isn't that why we started the podcast? I, I think ready. I think it is. Yeah, I, we started it like five minutes late because of all these technical issues. I think each of us had a technical issue before we get got started with this. So I blame the, you. Uh, the trifecta of technical difficulties for our podcast, but we're here. We're live. We're we're talking. Uh, so let's talk about this. So Orange County had the week off. I don't really know what the team, the players, the coaching staff did with this sort of weekend of no game time for them. I, I'm hoping that they still put in some work last week, putting in work this week for the upcoming match, which will see Orange County travel up to the Northwest as they are going to take on the team formerly known as Seattle Sounders 2. Dylan or Alan? Tacoma Defiance. Yes, that's oh, you can remember the hentai FC, <laughs> tentacle porn FC. Are we just coming up with random names now, Dylan? No, that's what they're called. I mean, look at that logo. It it it's a pretty dope logo. Um, but let's uh let's talk about this uh, this matchup, Dylan. I'm going to go to you first, as you know, I tend to do quite a bit. So, what are your thoughts heading into this this weekend's matchup? Um, well. Tacoma Defiance is not nearly as good as their name is. And shout out to longtime listener Andy and a couple time guest Andy for coming up with that name. Um, I still reckon they own a couple ciders, but they won't get around to that. Um, they've scored 14 goals at home this entire season. They have the worst goal difference in the entire league at negative 34. Um, they're, they're pretty bad on average. Their team is about 19 years old, a little over 19 years old. It's not great, but they do get to do random things sometimes because they're the worst team in the league, so people don't take it seriously. So, you know, uh, I think it was in April they played Reno, and Reno didn't defend the first 10 seconds of the game, and uh, Tacoma pretty much walked it into the goal. Um, I think there were two passes and then a header into the goal before anyone really reacted. So they can surprise teams. Um, So Orange County really needs to pay attention the first few minutes, and they really need to score that first goal. I mean... If we look at the game that we played against them, 4-0 victory. Uh, Darwin Jones, Leonardo, Michael Seaton, Vinicius, all scoring. Um, it was a really fun match. That was a really great result. That's something that the club needs to, to recreate here. Um, and it'd be the second away win. It's kind of, we're overdue for that. And against the worst team in the league, you kind of kind of have to get that done. Definitely when you're playing the worst team in the league, I, I think... This is going to be that maybe one time we might hear Alan say on the road, you have to get the full three points. He tends to like to say on the road, get one point at home, get the three points. Alan, what are your thoughts? Is this a must three, a must gain three point match for orange County? Um, I think particularly now it is uh, this point in the season where they are in the standings. uh, And then um, only picking up one win out of three, I know you guys were were pretty positive on the podcast about picking up a point against Sacramento, which is always great. You played 
uh, a team you should beat, and then two teams that you probably aren't going to. So five points is a positive output, but you're going on the road against the weakest opponent. You have to get three points this weekend. I think uh, with all of the positive play that's been happening lately, uh, you have to feel really good about that. And um, there's no reason if they don't, if they play the way they have been playing, there's no reason why they shouldn't walk out with three. Definitely. And the fact that they have this extra week to sort of recuperate, recover, prepare for, again, a Tacoma team that on paper, Orange County should be able to win. We've said that numerous times this season and Orange County hasn't come through on that. But I think Tacoma is a totally different story than almost any other opponent they've played this year. It's uh, they've got what three wins on the season, um, thirteen yeah. losses. Um, one of the one of those wins was a couple weeks ago against Vegas. Um, big four so, one there, yeah, on the twenty fourth yeah. of July. Um, but it's one of those things like you know soccer's fluky and weird things can happen. So you just got to go out there and put pedal in the metal and go out and dominate a, a team that you know you can. Um, I think that that's how they kind of felt against Reno. And I think if they bring that same intensity uh, on the road uh, against Tacoma and they punch them in the, uh, in the mouth really early um, with goals, not fi- not physically punch. I think that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think if they bring that same intensity, that same, I mean, they were, it was crazy watching that Reno game. If they bring that, there's no way they don't just bowl them over and, and take the three points. I don't think it's going to be, it's only fluky when you start to get a little weird. I think you play your game, uh, you're fine. Definitely understand on that. And then uh, the hope is that Orange County comes in with the type of motivation that they had for the Reno match. They came in, played their best match of the season, took care of business, come away with a four, one victory. The, the problem with the Tacoma match is this is one of those opponents that tend to be that let's look past them. We you guys talked about with Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas probably didn't come in fully focused on a Tacoma team that they thought they should win. So Tacoma goes and steals three points for Orange County. They need to be focused on this match, even though it is an easier opponent, uh, an opponent again, that they should win on paper. It'll be tough. They will be looking ahead because the upcoming uh, schedule, Orange County gets to return back home, play Las Vegas at home, Salt Lake city on home at home. Uh, Las Vegas is one of those teams that they're sort of battling for position, uh, trying to fight for one of those last playoff spots. Orange County is currently a point up on Vegas, but Vegas does have a game on hand or a game in hand. And then um, Salt Lake City, Real Monarchs, sorry, uh, are a team that are currently sitting sixth in the table. Uh, and they are, what, five, four points ahead of Orange County. So the worry in this match is that Orange County's looking past Tacoma already thinking about what they're going to do against Vegas and against Real Monarchs. And hopefully that's not the case in this. I almost have to differ with that. I mean, we saw that a lot last season, both times we played RGV because we went on good runs and then just got complacent against a really terrible side. But this year, I think, you know, we're not in second place. We're not in first place. We're not about to make the playoffs. There's no guarantee that we're going to make the playoffs yet. Um, statistically, so I think squad and, and staff uh, alike here are really focused on getting a result here, and I think a big result here is going to build some of that confidence. Um, got that little break to to relax a little bit and get away from soccer for a couple of days, and that's going to be huge because they've played 22 games, I think. Um, 
now it's kind of time to hunker down and, and really make a good play through August and September because if they can't get points against teams they should be easily beating here in these months, they're not going to make the playoffs. So I think everyone will be focused and, and ready to go and hopefully just as hungry as they were against Reno. I'll say this. I hope you're right. I mean, I hope you're totally right on that. Alan? Yeah, there's no reason for them to really look past this game. Uh, you have another week and an extra day for your next game against Vegas. Uh, so it's not like they have an early Friday game and then they turn around and play on Wednesday again. It's like a whole nother week. So it's not like the quick turnaround where, hey, we really haven't thought about this team. We only have a couple of days to prepare. It's like I think that they've been you know, gearing up for Tacoma and they know that they have a whole week to get ready for Vegas. So um, I don't think there's a reason why they should be looking past uh, Tacoma at this point. It's not like it's, hey, Tacoma, and then you're playing uh, Fresno, or you're playing Austin, or you're playing, you know, the way Real Monarchs are playing right now. It's not like your next game you're playing someone who you like, hey, we this is a really good team, like Arena. Um, it's your next game is down the road is against Vegas. Uh, so I don't foresee them really uh, having that issue of that kind of that sleeper game, especially because it's at home against Vegas. If it was on the road, maybe, but I think being at home against Vegas, it's like, hey, let's really focus. Let's get three point big points on the road. Because like, you know, you pointed out earlier, you went at home, you draw on the road, you're probably going to make the playoffs. But now they have an opportunity to get three on the road. Um, that's a big one. And then know that they have a whole nice whole week to, to prepare for a home game against Vegas and a home game against Real over the next two weeks. So it's spread out enough. And I think the coaching staff is, is good enough to be able to keep them focused on Tacoma. Uh, again, I, I hope you guys are both right on this. I hope that this isn't one of those matches. That's just me, I guess. Uh, and this is, this goes into all sports. Typically when you go into this sort of match against a team that you're the superior on paper, you know, like Dylan was saying, Tacoma typically plays very young, uh, inexperienced players. So I'm, I'm just hoping you guys are right. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And that Orange County does come in focused for this. Um, I haven't really been paying attention because I don't know how all of the U17 stuff works. Is Aaron Cervantes back with the club? Is he going to be up at this match or is he still uh, taking care of his duties with the, the national team? Do either of you know on that uh, that front? I think the camp ends before the match. But I also don't remember and didn't type in quick enough to find <laughs> out an answer for you. So maybe Alan is doing that, but something tells me Alan's probably not doing that. Ooh, he's calling you out, Alan, that you're being lazy, I guess. I am clicking on ussoccer.com right now <laughs> to, there go, yeah. to um, find out. So l- l- while we're waiting maybe for an answer in here, does that make a difference on – what you guys feel about this match if we end up having uh, Lopez in yes. six uh, yes. instead of someone like a Cervantes? Because I think as of right now, those are the only two keepers on the roster. Uh, Patrick McLean left uh, about a month ago, I guess now. Um, and I haven't heard any news about another signing for the goalkeeper position. So if Cervantes is still sort of tied to what he's doing with U.S. soccer, and even if he comes back, maybe say on a Thursday, is he going to be fit enough to play in a Friday match or is it going to be something where coach Braden Cloutier is looking at is it's Tacoma. This is if any match is the best match to throw in your third string goalkeeper, basically it's this match and pray for the best fingers crossed. Um, So the 17s played today against Los Dos. Um, 
but I can't say that anything that uh, Lopez Cortez has done has really said that he deserves um, that spot. If if Cervantes is back in time and the camp ends before Friday, I, I can't imagine that he doesn't get the nod because we look at how Lopez Cortez played in the first two matches of the season and we look at how he played against the U17s and <laughs> he's still a bit of a liability back there. And I don't think that you can trust him against a side that occasionally can pull off a weird result or just, you know, maybe the team shuts off in front of him and suddenly you're asking a dude who's played 180 competitive minutes and conceded seven goals in that time to turn it on and turn it around and, and play predictably and comfortably at the back. I like everyone at the club has said Aaron rightfully is the new number one for the team. So if he's, with the team and not in the in the international camp, then he has to play. The camp ends August seventh. Yes. So that so, be... so he's on his way home. Yeah, probably. He's probably sleeping at home. Cause... Tomorrow, as of right now, if you're listening on Wednesday, the ends today. today. So yeah. good news, I, mean, I guess. And it's locals and, and Carson. Really, yeah, and it's in the U.S.'s interest to have him playing professionally because none of the other goalkeepers play professionally at, at that level. Um, well, they don't play regularly, at least. So, Well, and I guess, you know, I guess what people like to say is, you know, he's young. He should be able to make that turnaround from a Tuesday match and come play in a Friday match, especially as a goalkeeper, because I'm not saying it's easy to be a goalkeeper. I'm not taking saying that, you know, you're not worn out at the end of the match, but you are not running as much around the field. You're not... Uh, moving as much as maybe say a midfielder would. So if any position is set to have that short turnaround from performing with the U S team, going into your professional match with a two or three day gap in between it's, it would be goalkeeper and a young goalkeeper at that at 17 year old um, Aaron Cervantes. Um, so Dylan sort of gave an emphatic yes. If, if Lopez ends up being the starting goalkeeper, it sort of worries him a little bit there. Alan, what about you on uh, – if it ends up being Lopez between the sticks, is that a, a bad news for Orange County? Um, I, I don't think it's not bad news. Um, there's a double, there's <laughs> you're, a making us all, you're making us all use our minds now. Right? I don't think it's – I'm getting in – I'm trying to get in school mode. Um I don't necessarily think it's bad news. Um, it's obviously not great news. You want Aaron Cervantes in there, especially the way he's been playing. Um, but I also think, though, you know, the back line can be mistake prone maybe once or twice in the game, and that can cost you. Uh, but I think maybe that costs you um, if Dylan's down uh, with Tacoma instead of up with Seattle. But they have, I think they have a game the next day, uh, and they are in a you know, hunt for the first place. And I think he played the last game they played. Um, so I don't know how many loanees you're going to get down uh, with them playing the next day. Uh, you might get a, a couple, but they'd be, you know, bench guys at the best. Um, so, you know, it does give me pause, but I do think the way that the offense has been playing, uh, the way the back line is starting to really solidify. I think Dylan brought that up uh, last time was, you know, Michael Orozco is still a new signing. You know, he's he's been out there a few times, but it's not like him and Hume have been playing together all season. Uh, so I think the back line is going to be a little bit better, a little bit more communicative. Um, and 
I think that if they stay on that front foot and maintain ball possession, um, I think they have a really good shot of uh, of winning, even with a, um, a goalkeeper who hasn't had a start in a really long time. And when he did, it was uh, was a little bit shaky, uh, to put it kindly. Um, it does give me pause, but I do think the rest of the team is good enough to pick them up against a team like Tacoma. And just to sort of clarify, it's not our Dylan that potentially plays for Tacoma and Seattle. It's a totally different Dylan. Justin I'd Dylan, pay. and it's spelled all weird. And yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely pay to see that, though. No, I would, uh, too. I, well, I don't know if I'd want to see him playing for Tacoma or Seattle, though. Um, they're about my skill level. They are? Okay. I do want to say that now that we're playing Tacoma Defiance again, this is the reverse fixture from the match in which um, Jesse Daly called me a fat and then a expletive that's alliterative with the word uh, fat. So that was a good time all around. Um, yeah. And why did he call you that? Because I told him he was short. Oh, okay. I specifically, to quote myself, I said, uh, what is the point of making a wall when the two of you are combined six feet tall? It rhymed. Good times. Yeah. You could have made there that a lot chant. of great chants. That could have been a chant right there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they just lost one of their uh, center backs because he's in Belgium right now. Might be getting signed by Standard Liège. He's kind of a, I think the sounder said, quote unquote, exploring his options. Um, so who knows? I mean, maybe they bring down an MLS guy because of that, but they've got probably a billion little 16 year olds <laughs> that are ready. I mean, they're a huge academy program, so they probably have someone to take that spot. And it's a pretty big question as to what will happen there. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest worry for Orange County needs to be showing up in the first five minutes and then also hoping that the Sounders don't send anyone down. Fingers crossed. Um, so what are your thoughts on this match? Is this a victory for Orange County, Alan? Uh, it definitely has to be. I know Tacoma's got two of their three wins recently, um, but I still think Orange County coming off of kind of a bye week getting everyone rested and healthy is going to be huge. Uh, and we saw what they can do to a team like Reno when uh, everyone's kind of firing all cylinders and everyone's kind of playing for each other with a lot of energy. Uh, and that's what I hope to see. And I think if we see it, I, you know, I think it's two uh, nil on the road two nil win you get one early one, you know, after halftime to kind of ice it away, you uh, get a clean sheet, keep the ball away from, uh, your side of the, the goal. And um, I think you put a couple in, you feel good, you go home, and you have a nice week to prepare for Vegas. What about you, Dylan? I got to go at least 3 0 here. I think we get a shutout. Um, last time defensively, we le- uh, limited them to four shots, none of which were on target. If you do that again, even with Lopez in the goal, and this is no disrespect to him as a person, I just don't think he's a very good goalkeeper. <laughs> um, I think you, you, if nothing's on target and we don't score any own goals, they can't win. And I think, yeah, our offense is good enough. So when these guys show up and they play how they want to play and they play for each other, they can win easily. So 3 0. So we got a 2 0, a 3 0. You know what you have to do. What do I have to do? You have to keep it going. Have to keep it going? Yeah. Obviously, it's 6 0 because you multiply the two together. Oh, is that how the thing works? Yeah. 
Or two to the third. Or three to the second. That's not the right direction. Um, You're a financial know. analyst and you... Oh, my God. It's nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. I'm not thinking about numbers. I How many beers about, have you had? I think about numbers all day long, so I choose not to think about them when it comes to time not at work. I've only had one actually with dinner. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to agree with you, Dylan, three nil on this match for Orange County. Um, this is a must win. It's a team that they should win. And I'm hoping that they've had the time to prep for this match. They're focused. They're going to get it done. Uh, sort of again, like what they did against Reno. So if that's that, it, it, hopefully all of us are correct on this. You know what happens when we get confident on here with our team. So yeah, that's, that's it. So two nil for Alan, three nil for both Dylan and myself. Um, you guys are chatting about beers in the chat somewhere. I don't get chatting chance. about math in the chat. Oh, okay. Math. Both I of just... you have had two to the zero power beers. Okay. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, like, Dylan's in school full time still, so he still actually thinks about. I haven't taken that a math type class of math. in three years, Ray. Okay. Anything to the zero power is one. Look at that. He's a teacher. He's. A I teach music. That's not a real. It's not a real subject. I'm not a real teacher. Hey, I did tell, I did tell one of my English. But music, music is all about counting. I mean, you have to be able to count. You count to four. Or How six, often do you think you're three. doing exponent, exponential counting in music? Um, three point six two eight times. No, I did tell one of my students though. I did tell one of my students that my job is dumb. I'm like, I get to show up to work every day and teach music. That's dumb. Except for it should not be a real job. Except for in the summer, you just don't show up at all, and then you just. I don't get paid for this part. So you twiddle your thumbs all summer I do. or something, yeah. Video games, I watch soccer, tons of soccer. Um, Yeah, that you, ladies and gentlemen, that's basically it about Orange County this week because there's yeah. by the time we talk to you next, we're going to have the Vegas match to talk about then, so we don't need to talk about it now. We'll also we'll be able to recap the uh, Tacoma match. So this is well, – we got a little bit of time here. Let's get into just some random soccer stuff if there's anything anyone wants to talk about soccer-related on here, and then we can just get into random – Congratulations! Yeah, to, start. I feel like we're going to talk about the same thing. Congratulations to Luton Town for their first point. The draw. Um, yeah, it, it's a point. Points a point, especially since apparently some championship teams from what I was reading were having some issues and started with like negative points, and it's going to be it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a, it's going to be a fun year. Luton um, I do about twelve years ago. So so I'm going to blend both the podcast subject and one of Dylan's favorite subjects. Uh, and bring up Howler Magazine. Um, it was recommended to me uh, by the one of the voices of the Suckers. He also does English uh, broadcasting for Sholos. Uh He wrote an article uh, about... Um, yeah, Nate. Uh, he wrote an article a couple of... Uh, it's like, I think, quarterly uh, about um, the Asensio team that's also owned by the Sholos. Um, and then there were some guys from the USL one show, at least one of them, uh, Jason home, sweet soccer on, uh, the Twitter machines. He wrote some, uh, league one previews in the most recent edition. Uh, it's just kind of interesting, uh, soccer news. 
uh, it's kind of like marriage, marriage of like uh, art and graphic design and soccer uh, related articles. Uh, so that is my soccer related news for you to check out. Um, I believe you can do their stuff online and podcasts, uh, but you can subscribe to the actual magazine. Um, and um, it is uh, 20 bucks, but it is a kind of a quarterly. It is pretty thick, lots of cool art. Uh, and they have some stuff about the Women's World Cup and the most recent one. So I'm excited to uh, be able to check that one out. Uh, so that is my both literary and soccer uh, news. Perfect. Uh, Dylan, I think Alan just sort of like ran you over and just decided he was going to speak louder and more authoritative than you. Authoritatively. So yeah, that, that same thing too. Uh, so what uh, were you trying to say in there before Alan just sort of cut you off? Um, yeah, no big shout out to Luton Town for the first point. I got absolutely blasted in the middle of the day, um, off of a bunch of loggers and it was, it was a rough rest of my Friday. Cause I wanted to take a nap from about 2 PM on, but, um, no, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was the mentality that we saw from Orange County last year. Um, the going down and not giving up and going down and not giving up, um, and and staying uh, resolute even when there's calls against you and even when the run of play is going against you and really focusing and, and getting something out of a game um, made me super nostalgic for last season for Orange County, made me super proud of seeing how Luton managed it up against this team that was in the prem a couple of years ago. And, and it was like such an emotional time. Oh my God, I wanted to cry like every time I scored. Um, Sonny Bradley hadn't ever scored for Luton Town. He's a center back massive fella covered in tattoos bangs one in from 20 yards out the box on a, on a weird half volley. It was just amazing. There's a version of it on Twitter with um, the Titanic music playing <laughs> and you should watch that. I think I retweeted it. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Other than that, uh, later that weekend, um, you know, some not so great things happened in this country and a lot of people died in a very short period of time. And then, um, a certain player from a city in Philadelphia or from a, a team in Philadelphia scored a goal, celebrated with his team, ran over to a mic and screamed, do something now and gun violence. Let's go. That was pretty cool. Um, and, and MLS isn't going to discipline him for those, those comments. At least that's what the reports were today, which is yeah, I think that's even pretty cool too. I think it's cause they're going to get so much heat for finding him for doing that. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's cool that they that that's the result, I guess, or or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice that someone finally said something about that in soccer. I think for a lot of the USL guys, they don't get an opportunity because realistically, if you're making like thirty or forty grand a year, um, and you make a statement like that, and you're, maybe your club <laughs> finds you, or maybe the league finds you, and all of a sudden there's all this attention, and some of it's going to be negative for sure, especially if you play like in the East, like one of those Southeast teams, a lot of people probably aren't going to be down for that. So um, I don't really ever expect that stuff out of the USL because that's a guy's livelihood straight out the window. But though he's been around for a little bit and um, he's got some stature. I mean, he's the he's the captain, said something. It's kind of nice. And then called everyone out for being a bunch of hypocrites about it. I mean, 31 people died from something that was entirely preventable. Like, maybe it is time to do something because... We've just been saying the same thing for like 10 years. 
I'm gonna get off my soapbox now, but really, like, <laughs> I don't want to die in a school uh, shooting. So, you know. Oh man, Dylan, uh, where do I go from there, man? You just sort of took us from this like high of soccer. I bring us back up so oh, I can bring us right back down when it's time for the real random thoughts. <laughs> well, let me let me throw in, I guess, some pretty cool, positive, awesome soccer-related news. Uh, and this comes from England. So, you know, talking about Luton Town out there in England, this is another England. English no one cares about Philippe Coutinho. I have no idea what you're about there, but uh, the FA announced recently that they will be streaming each and every one of the FA Women's Super League games live online, which is a pretty awesome thing to have. Uh, it sort of takes back to like the old days of the USL when you had the YouTube streams and you could basically watch every match you wanted on there pretty much for free on YouTube. Well, in England, and I'm hoping worldwide, people will be able to watch the Barclays FA Women's Super League games live. And they also will be putting on some of the FA Women's Championship matches on that as well. So uh, a neat step forward for women's soccer, uh, although it's not television, it's not NBC or, you know, in United Kingdom, something like Sky Sports or something like that. It still is a nice step forward where you're going to have an opportunity to watch every single match of the league for for those women to get noticed and get seen and just soccer fans will get more to watch so you know alan more soccer for you to be able to watch you know no extra money out of your pocket you gotta like it because i know you watch pretty much anytime you get a chance you find just random soccer on tv and just start watching yeah we even car soccer on like video games (laughs) Xbox 360. Uh, no, actually, Xbox One, not 360. <laughs> um, yeah, we just I just signed bring up. A death. We're, we're dropping one uh, cable sub- distributing company, and we're uh, picked up Fubo. So you can afford. Yeah, so we're gonna do streaming, and I was watching ton. Like I watch like random Liga MX games now because I can. I mean, I don't understand what the announcers are saying yet. Uh, but I figured this is the way I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish is just by watching tons when of they, the MX. When they yell, goal. Oh my God, Ray, stop it. No one's ever going to listen to this podcast again. <laughs> is that you know, Alan, you know that means they're scoring a goal. Or they okay. scored a goal. Okay. I think I would notice when the ball goes in the net. I mean, it's not like they play a different game. <laughs> Um, oh man! Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this year starting uh, with all of the different leagues, and I'm gonna start probably watching some La Liga games now because now there's being sports. So I am stoked for all of the soccer's. Uh, I you know the the women's team national was it NWSL is has some games on ESPN plus and one of them I watched was just enthralling like end in goals late goal drama it was phenomenal to watch uh so I know some people poo-poo women's soccer because it it's not like the real thing uh I I think sometimes it's better um some of those games are phenomenal to watch and um it was the women's national team that really got me back in uh to soccer uh it wasn't the men's national team for obvious reasons. But just going to watch them live was such a cool experience. It was so fun. My wife had a good time, which at sporting events doesn't usually happen. Um, so just that was kind of the 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 kicking off point of my re the refining finding soccer. So the more women's game on TV, the better. 
the more access they have, the better. Um, the more that they can get seen, the more they'll get funded. The more people put money into it, the more they'll get funded, the better. The, even the, the, the better it's going to be for the world. And I, I am feeling great about the you know investment of money that Spain's doing, now England. Uh, it's just going to make that product uh, easier to watch uh, or easier to see. And people, I think, are going to fall in love with that part of the sport, too. Dylan, anything you want to say? I don't want to alienate any people. I don't want to get people to stop listening to us. No, I already did that for sure. Okay, okay. There, we're going to lose a couple of listeners, I think, for that. But The crickets are still listening, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our random thoughts now that are not soccer-related. Dylan already started getting us into that, so I'll let Dylan take the, take the lead and take us into this portion of the episode. Go for it, Dylan. All right. Um, I've recommended one of this author's works before. Um, I recommended Recessatif a few months ago, I think. Um, it was written by Toni Morrison, who passed away today. Um, I think she was 88, or I guess she passed away last night, technically. Um, but she wrote a lot of really great stuff. Um, and a friend called me today and told me they were at a bookstore and that they were at a bookstore and wanted to buy a book, as one naturally does in a bookstore. So... Um, Together, we're going to read The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Uh, it's her first novel. Uh, it's published in the s- 1970, I think. But like all of her work, um, still really relevant now. So if anyone would like to join, um, let me know. Go pick yourself up a copy of The Bluest Eye. I'm sure they'll be really easy to find at Barnes Noble or something. Because, uh, you know, it's it's relevant in in modern news as relevant as books can be and authors can be in, in modern life but um i don't think it's gonna be an easy book to read um i know some of the topics can be pretty hard to read about but it's not a crazy long book it's just over 200 pages it's well worth reading um, so that's my my literature recommendation i'll wait for my truly random thought at the end of this Dylan's just like a treasure chest of random thoughts or things to talk about other than Orange County Soccer Club today. Because that's what happens when you have a week away from the team. Then he gets to actually do other things and see other things and read other things other than Orange County Soccer Club. Alan, a random thought from you. Travel. Uh, getting up to Portland uh, was such a cool experience. Uh, I've been meaning to get up there for a minute. I went up there like w- way back in the day, uh, but just getting up there and uh, checking out a, a different city, and even if it's you know within driving distance, sometimes it's great to get into a new place and experience some new stuff and find some new adventures. But then uh, it was also nice to be reminded how much Southern California is awesome. And it's like, hey, like Portland's a cool city and I like to visit, but it's always kind of feels good to be back home. So it's both like branching out, trying new things, but also, uh, you know, that coming home feeling is is kind of cool to, you know, come back to a place you really like to be. And it kind of reminds you of those things that maybe you forget because you're in it all the time. Uh, but and also um, for all the people who like to talk smack about not very many fans showing up to uh Orange County games. Um, I managed to buy nice seats with like walking through an air conditioned room. People open the door for you to get to your seat. The food is indoor when you buy it for $4 and 80 cents. 
uh, because people were just were getting rid of their tickets up there in Portland. Uh, cool venue, uh, but not very many people. Um, so as few as it seems at Orange County polls, uh, the atmosphere there uh, is great. And uh, sometimes seeing those other venues and those other teams remind you that it's not necessarily about who shows up or how many people show up, but who shows up. And the uh, atmosphere, especially Caroline Coalition brings every game, uh, is something that was definitely missed at the Portland Timbers game. Uh, there was just no atmosphere. No one was singing songs. There was no drumming or anything like that. It was uh, kind of dull. Um, and I was hoping for a draw. It didn't happen. But coming back home and uh, being uh, being back at home and then being able to check out an Orange County game uh, with some friends, hopefully on Friday, um, I am super excited to check that out again and, and re-immerse myself in with a fan base that does really, really care about their team. Awesome. Uh, did you drive up to Portland or did you fly up there? Oh, we flew. Yeah. Yeah. We're not crazy. Yeah. We flew. <laughs> uh, we got an early, it was for a wedding, got an early, uh, and then stayed a little bit later. Um, it's a cool city. I really liked it, but it was hot, uh, which I was not expecting. Um, and, um, I'm glad to be back down here in Southern California. It's still a little warm, uh, but not quite as hot as it felt in Portland. Awesome. Yeah, it's the same. Like what I went through in Boise, it was pretty hot. And then come down here, it's really nice. Warm, but not as bad. Um, my random thought, uh, we've, or Alan sort of threw out the the thought of, let's watch soccer and then go karaoke this Friday for the match. So I think we're working on trying to put something together where we can get some fans together to watch the match and then all hang out and go karaoke um, afterwards. So uh, stay on our, or follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot. We'll throw out the details uh, of where we'll be for the match, where we'll be for karaoke. And then if you want to come join us for one or the other or both, awesome. The more the merrier. It'll just be awesome to, to hang out, watch some soccer, and then go sing some awesome songs. Uh, you definitely want to come out just to watch Dylan sing I'm on a boat because uh, that just is his his song. Uh, and I think everyone will be sad if he doesn't sing it. Right, Dylan? Yeah, I need um, th- that was going to be my last random thought was if you actually brought this up. I need song recommendations, guys. Everything is I've awesome. gone to karaoke three times and all I've ever done is I'm on a boat. I tried to do Dick in a Box, but uh, I guess they didn't have it. So my artistic, my attempt to branch out as an artist was denied. So I need guidance because um, I listened to songs that came out like 40 and 50 years ago. I've been on a huge Willie Nelson kick. No one wants to hear like Hello Walls. Um, Everything is awesome. Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys on, at karaoke, especially not Alan. So yeah. Um, I know that song your... and I have definitely sung that song before. Oh my God. Can we make it a duet? <laughs> Anyway, I still need song recommendation. So tweet at us, uh, comment on Facebook, which I won't see. Uh, whatever else we have. I'll, relay, on I'll relay the message to you, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Comment on Reddit. Who knows? I, Anywhere. Pin, pin, Pinterest. Um, yeah. So if you want to join us, again, follow us on social media. We'll get you the details. We're definitely going to be watching the match somewhere and then going to karaoke afterwards, um, even if it's just Dylan, myself, and Alan, if he's able to make the drive up here, my wife will be there. Uh, and then uh, anyone else that can make it uh, out. So follow that. Any last stuff from Dylan or Alan? 
Alan, yeah. go ahead. Come on, man. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm glad to uh, be back here talking about Orange County Soccer. It's been a minute, so I'm super stoked. Stoked, bro, to be back and can't wait to uh, for Friday to get here. Perfect. Um, be good to one another. Yes. Be good to one another. That's just simple and sweet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I want to thank uh, my co-hosts, Dylan and Alan, for their insightful information and thought and knowledge of Orange County Soccer Club and soccer in general and everything else we talk about on this site and for correcting me for everything I say wrong. Um, they're very much appreciated for that. Uh, make sure you follow our podcast on social media. You can go on Facebook, just search for Orange and Black Soccer Cast. You'll find us on the Twitter machines at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast. Uh, I think the Instagram is the exact same thing, right, Dylan? Yes. Sorry, I could not find the unmute button. OCSE underscore Soccer Cast. Um, or you can tweet just directly to Dylan uh, at OCSC underscore Dylan. <laughs> Um, or shoot, send him an email, Dylan at OCSPodcast.com. Oh. oh, it's now out there, Dylan. You're going to get all these emails bombarding you. Um, yeah. Or Alan, your social media? A Underwood 48 and the Twitter machines. Yeah. So you could send him what song you want to hear him sing if you're going to come out and hang out for karaoke if Alan makes his way up here. Um, obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samora. Uh, so for Dylan, for Alan, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. When on earth, we will always follow you. Let it rain, let it pour, we will sing forevermore. Our opponents know, we will fight and shout and shout. Forever Orange and Black, you can bet your life on that. Thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.